Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Hello and welcome to Asia Tech Podcast Stories. My name is Graham Brown, joined today in the ATP virtual studio by Deep Bajaj from Gogon in India, founder of Peabody. We're going to talk about that and his story as well. Deep, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Graham. It's a pleasure always to speak to you. Excellent. Just before we start, Gogon, uh, just outside, is that Gogon in New Delhi, just outside, sort of a bit of a... That's right. <laughs> it's <laughs> called Gurgaon, yes. It is right next to Delhi, and now it's called Gurugram. So we've changed the name. Uh, you've got a habit of doing that in India, haven't you? Changing <laughs> the name. Places which we used to understand, but they keep changing the names, like, you know, obviously. <laughs> Bombay, Mumbai, yeah. etc. Okay. All right, so Peabody. I mean, I saw your, I mean, I first sort of found out about you. I saw your TEDx speak, uh, speech, which was fascinating, talking about Peabody. And, you know, you've, you've obviously received a lot of media attention because of what you do. We'll talk about that in a minute. You've been listed as one of the Fortune 40 under 40. And um, you haven't been without your detractors as well. You know, you've had you've invited some trolls, which is just interesting because, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that and also your journey as well, because it's not been a straight line for you in doing what you're doing. So let's talk about Peabody first. I mean, P, you know, just so we can get that off the bat, straight off the bat, that is PP. So let's uh, talk about, you know, people do know what we're talking about. Peabody, what is it about? So Peabody is uh, India's first female urination device. Um, we as a startup have made a list of problems that women face. And these are those issues about which nothing is being done. I mean, we talk a lot about sanitation. We talk about uh, women empowerment, toilets in this part of the country, uh, in this part of the world. But there are some pertinent issues about which we are not doing much. So the first issue that we went after was lack of friendly toilets for women when they run marathons, concerts, when they're traveling by train, road, metro, long-haul flights, treks. And uh, the similar issue was for pregnant ladies and those with arthritis. And heavens forbid, if you have cancer, where, you know, it's no more about a dirty toilet, but it's about finding a friendly toilet. So Peabody is a female urination device using which women can now stand in peace so that they don't have to deal with the toilet seat and they can stay away from all the infections that one can get from it. And in case of medical, where you can't sit and stand off and it's an empowering product uh, using which you can just, like I said, stand and stay away from the right. seat you don't have to um, bend and uh, it, it saves you from all the trouble that's what peabody does asia tech podcast find out more at atp.show excellent well we'll talk about you know how you this sort of came to be and also what why it's a big issue and you know especially with India as well. I, I wanna, you've already sort of alluded to it. You mentioned the story about marathons. This is a really interesting story. I think we could start there in your journey about the Mumbai Marathon. And That's right. How that sort of all came about. And you got flown out there. You yeah, to, yeah, yeah. What's the story behind of that? Can you sort of <laughs> fill us in? So when we, when we started selling, uh, this was one of those days, uh, you know, uh, when they say there's light at the end of the tunnel. So this particular marathon was the first light that we saw at the end of our dark tunnel at that time. Because when I took Peabody to stores in uh, some of the stores in Delhi NCR, mm. some of the good stores also refused to keep the product. Um, for, I, I'm, I'm sure they would have the reason, maybe a man trying to sell a product uh, and it was not pink in color. It was 
green and shouting from rooftops that ladies freedom to stand in peace hmm. so we were we were sort of you know heartbroken at that time thinking how do we sell and where do we sell and um, you know online the category did not exist uh, uh, the, some of the indian sites did not have a category for female urination devices so i started writing to event companies because i have my background from events uh and uh and i was just waiting uh, and for obvious reasons maybe they have 100000 things on their list but nobody was responding one fine day i get a call from the organizers of standard shot of mumbai marathon this is one of the best marathons in the country hmm. and the ceo flew me at a day's notice saying hey you know we'd like to meet you and uh, i was i was in two minds thinking well should i make the trip all the way we are anyway struggling with this and mm. i don't know what's the context all they said is hey you know we got an email and our ceo wants to meet you and i thought maybe they'll ask us for money uh, as as sponsors but they don't know that we are a startup but i still took the cho- uh, shot and i reached uh, bombay and uh, one of the you know like like they say this life changing experience for me because uh, the ceo spoke to me almost i mean we became friends you know when he treated me like a friend saying hey buddy you know you've solved this problem for us mm. we've got the best of marathons coming from all over the world standard chartered bombay marathon and our other marathons the holy grails of marathons in the in our country and this one issue is something that we are embarrassed about we want to give a great experience to our runners and so far we've been trying sanitizers we've been trying janitors we've been trying to keep cleaners outside the loo but for women's loo after 100 200 usage you just can't keep them clean hmm. and in our marathons hundreds and thousands of people are running so i love what you've done we would love to buy this and give it to our runners complimentary so that's what standard chartered bombay marathon did mm-hmm. for us and after that uh airtel delhi marathon followed bangalore tcs bangalore marathon followed excellent and, yeah how many how many did they buy 10000 of them wow that must have been for you like <laughs> a really good validation you you must have been close to i don't know how far you were into your story at that point but you've mentioned some dark times were you close to giving up well yeah yeah there were definitely days yeah, where you where you want to give up but then you know i've built a couple of two two startups before this so what i knew for a fact is any business that i do will take those 1000 days i don't know where did i hear this but in my case mm. i can tell you that this theory is work it takes 3 3 and a half years before you learn how to walk the ropes and this was one year into the business and uh, unfortunately or unfortunately for me a lot of things had changed by then i was married uh, i had a kid um and you know expenses come like clockwork uh, we were doing well in my previous business which my wife still runs so there were thoughts at times saying do you really want to do this uh, you know it is it is straining us financially it is tra- it was straining me professionally honestly because it's an opportunity cost that you think of all the time saying you know i have a family and do i really want to you know uh, do this uh, at the cost of uh, you know our uh, quality of life our peace of mind etc but then i think what we what i've also uh, done is uh, i've always um, believed in counting the blessings more so i thought maybe this is god's plan maybe you know i mean I, when the other two businesses i did whether it was events or the handmade carpets business where we make carpets for the best of hotels the first two years were bad and i thought well i've done a year and a half into this now so there is light somewhere and you know god will show me the way mm. and luckily for us uh, the standard chartered bombay marathon came about and after that a lot of doctors started writing there were there there's still days yeah where you, where you do have those gloomy thoughts but then we have a wall which we call the magic wall where we write all the good things that happen in the day every day without fail even if a small thing like uh, you know that we 
we saved some money somewhere mm. while eating a sandwich we write that also so that you know as as a culture uh, we become an organization which looks at positive things that are happening and that works better not anymore though i mean not these days i don't think about giving it up at all right, i right. sold about a million units it's a great story and what did you yeah. write on the magic wall today today speaking yeah. to you <laughs> oh, is that on the magic wall <laughs> there you go small small yeah. victories day by day just go back to i mean go back to the the standard chart standard chartered mumbai marathon again and that yeah. sort of, yeah. so was it a thousand or ten thousand you said sorry i missed it ten thousand at that time it was a big order for us i remember staying up for those because we had only 3 days to deliver it right right no, so, so uh, yeah i mean there's so many questions i want to ask you about that is that i mean well, up, up <laughs> until that point had you sold 10000 units by then hello yeah had you sold 10000 units by the time that order came in was that sort of completely i mean i'm just wondering about your fulfillment as well how you sort of got around to that what was it like up to that point till then i think we had sold about um, so it was a year and a half into the business and we must be about 50 60000 mark right right okay. at that time if i'm not wrong uh, and uh, we were still trying to see what other problems can be solved so you know a little bit of focus went there as well uh, we went came up with the menstrual cramp patches etc so there were uh, 50 60000 is what my ballpark guess is but mm. after that things changed for us like they completely turned on its head because it is a huge validation coming from Uh, one of the best organizations Absolutely. and uh, and this is the story we were trying to sell to the indian uh, organizers and indian modern trade outlets and indian online companies saying women need the product it yeah. is a huge problem so till then it was 50 60000 these 10000 added till date we've sold about a million units like mm. i said mm. did, did that change as well the way that you do your sales now because did it sort of open up that that Absolutely. market because i you know if you had more of those like you had like with airtel and so on the airtel marathon you now have an option to shift large numbers and it sounds like fulfillment wasn't the issue because you'd already sold 50 or 60,000 by that point yes yes so i'll tell you for us the the way we looked at so before that it was we did not have a big name with us to to prove the concept see what, what happens is when you're trying to sell a concept something that has never been done in my part of the world i'm saying female urination device as a category as a concept as as a as a product did not exist yeah so uh, at that time you know we had no no back no no big guy backing us up so after sindhu chartered bombay marathon i don't know if it turned a lot of things in terms of revenue for us but it definitely turned confidence you know because yeah, yeah. the minute people ran that marathon a lot of people came back to us wrote us testimonials started buying the product on their own for their everyday usage after which you know it was like i mean we knew that you know we will be able to make this it's just about not striving harder because mm. it's about you know we were shooting out these arrows in these three four directions and one of them had hit the point so we knew that they were now other points all we have to do is find out who would be our standard chartered bombay marathon for the online websites who would be our standard mm. chartered bombay marathon for our modern trade outlets and who would be the same for our doctor channel you know yeah yeah so and and we and we landed up finding one in each after that well that's key isn't it because you had the confidence now which yeah. you know it was yeah. so important i mean 
now, now you're not sort of having to waste a lot of your energy to justify yourself to people, Absolutely. right? Which is really important, Absolutely. isn't it? You know, that you wonder in the back of your mind, actually, is this any good? Do people need this, right? But now, now you Absolutely. have a, a big brand like Standard Chart and Marathon behind you. That, that does your world of good. Do, do you think that was luck? You know, when you look back on it, do you think it was Pure just... luck. Yeah? Pure luck. Pure luck. I think a lot of things that we do as an entrepreneur, you have to... I, I do believe that you have to be always at it, you know, to crack it. Right, That's right. my favorite line that, you know, if you're at it, you will crack it. But there are many a times when things are absolutely outside your control. So, uh, and it has happened in our case. You know, I met somebody just, uh, I had gone to have a beer at one of the outlets. I mean, just to, can, can I tell you another story about yeah, how things happen? Absolutely. It's all about stories, Steve. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm just telling you how, how do I not believe that there is there's somebody looking after me who's just around the corner. I think someone up there loves me a lot. Right. Uh, so one fine evening, I was I was I was in one of those low modes where I'm thinking, well, how do we make it even bigger? How do I get validation from stores because that's where the consumer is going? I don't have the marketing dollar to spend on uh, you know giving full page ads, buying the billboards. So what I need is I need to be at a place where women go out to shop. Mm. So it was just one of those low days, and I asked my wife, "Do you want to go out for a drink?" And she said, well, she's a great partner. So she said, fair enough, I'd accompany you. So I thought that I'll go to a pub. Also, the plan was that we'll just pick up a couple of beers and maybe come back and have them. So I was walking to this liquor store and right outside, right next to the liquor store was a pub. I loved the branding on the wall. It had a keg, like a beer keg mm. as a menu, which is put outside. And I told my wife who was winning the car that, hey, sweetheart, why don't we just sit here and have a drink? I mean, big deal, right? I mean, just have a drink and then push push off. And uh, we started talking by the bar. And uh, there was a bartender, not a bartender. I mean, he was a guy who was just sit right, standing right next to me. And he said, hey, how do you think about the place? I said, well, it's a great place. I love the branding that got me in. And he said, hey, uh, no, no, we also pay a lot of attention to this. Uh, this is our, uh, it's my wife's project, uh, and I'm very proud of her. And I said, hey, wow, I'm also very proud of my wife because she's also running. In fact, she was sustaining uh, us at that time because Peabody wasn't making any money. So I said, well, uh, she makes uh, carpets, handmade carpets. And she said, oh, wow, we did this study. And it worked out that they were from the same school. Mm. And hence the conversation started. Towards the end of this, he said, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm running a startup you know, using which women can um, uh, stand and pee in all unfriendly toilets. The product is called Peabody. And he said, well, you should make it available at our stores. And I said, I would love to. I mean, this bar is a good place. Why not? And he said, no, I run. I'm the COO of one of the largest chains of convenience stores. Ah. And so, <laughs> and and that got us the first entry wow. into a convenience store. And, and as luck would have it, these convenience stores were at some of the best fuel stations in the country. And fuel stations don't always have the clean toilets. Wow. So, Amazing. For me, yeah. Good things well, have happened. Tell me about that. I mean, I, I know you've sort of mentioned a few things already. Is that you can't, you know, you can't plan that. You can't say, like, I'm going to go here because Absolutely. I know I'm going to meet somebody who has a distribution Absolutely. outlet. Or but what do you do? I mean, because we have founders who are listening to your story and thinking, yeah. ah, why, why don't I get that kind of, this guy is just <laughs> lucky, right? He probably walks out of his house and on, on the floor is a scratch card and he's just won, you know, $10,000. <laughs> so but what's, 
what what do you have to do to have more of that in your life to put yourself out there i think faith only faith here i'll be uh, so again the issue with me is that i'll not be able to say a lot of negative stories because i don't thrive on that i i i remember these things which tell me that listen there's so many people who are trying even harder and they don't uh, even get this far so you are lucky and that conviction in me brings me to work even harder the next day so uh, there were i mean this was definitely not planned yeah i've written to so i've been turned down by hundreds of people right from mm. you know so many investors and now touchwood for us some investors have started reaching out to us to say hey we like what you're doing and would you like to talk but it's not that in my days in my in, the, in those trying days i have not had my share of uh, challenges so many stores i have written to i there are still many stores where i'm still struggling to list the product uh, uh but uh, what do i do to keep myself uh, at it like i said i mean i know those 1000 day rule it will mm. take me those 1000 days mm. and i'm almost at the end of it now and uh, things have changed what we also believe in is by like i said just staying positive one thing that i would that i tell to all my team members is that you just cannot give hope things are happening for us if you look at the positive things that are happening today the best of doctors are recommending the product yeah. i mean who would have thought that just a cardboard funnel a concept coming by a guy who started it on his at, at his wife's office you know on on a table by just taking a couple of sheets of papers would today have sold about a million units and would be you know waiting to raise another round i'm getting inquiries from the way from us etc to to make the product available so uh, i mean what i what i I don't I won't say that it's it's <laughs> it's only that I don't do anything and things fall in my lap. Oh. I definitely slog my ass off. I'm sorry for the word, but I do 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 work hard. I yeah. reach office in time. I work till uh, you know my evening. And uh, what I do is I I do try at times to think out of the box. The plan is the world is doing the conventional way. Where can I find unconventional ways? So marathons for us was one of the unconventional ways where I thought let me write to them. Reaching out to doctors was an unconventional way where I thought let me write to them. Some of them, some might just someone might just fall in love with the product, and that's mm. what happens there all the time. Mm. And then there are friends like you, I think, who are who are helping spread a word. And one thing leads to another. Like you said, media has been exceptionally kind to me. I don't think I deserve any of it, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, just very humble. Yeah, but I, I think as well. I mean, I mean, let's sort of put this into context for people listening. Is that let's talk about rejection as well, because you're yeah. very optimistic, deep, and I think it's fantastic yeah. that you can slog through, and that, you yeah. know it hasn't been a straight line. I mean, we've talked, for example, like Standard Chartered Mumbai Marathon. You've talked about your the COO of the, the convenience store, and um, you talked about doctors as well. I mean, I'm sure there's a few other that we're going to throw in. in this conversation as well but you know these are the things that people see but what they don't see is what's happened behind the scenes right Absolutely. so i mean how do you know how many meetings you've had like how many stores you've knocked on the doors of i mean you've kept count of that i mean in your thousands. mind no i don't I, thousands, i don't have a really? count, but i'm thousands oh yeah, yeah absolutely what, more you than physically that, knocked yeah. on the door and gone and seen thousands of people about this i would have personally spoken to if not less 400 500 people uh where these are like out active outreach and thousands of emails obviously yeah, yeah, thousands yeah. of calls so uh, rejection has happens every day i mean you face some sort of rejection like so it's very easy for people to just copy the product launch it at half the price you know yeah uh that we have a design patent protection but um i don't know how strong that is in this part of the right, world right right exactly and that's not the objective rejections negativities hard bonds happen every day 
Mm. I mean, one happened yesterday. The other one happened day before yesterday. It's 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 a daily thing. You know, it's nothing that I can say that it's it's been a very smooth ride. But then nothing is smooth and right, right? I mean, even yeah. reaching your office from your home, there's traffic on the way. You have to start the car. You have to put it in gear. You have to push it forward. Mm-hmm. So it might sound too optimistic, but I have no other option. I mean, the business where I'm in, I just cannot let an iota of doubt uh, seep in. Uh, and but uh, is, has it been easy? Oh hell no! Um, mm. uh, you, like I said, you know, you have to pay all your expenses like clockwork. I don't know if I what I would be doing if for the first couple of years, uh, you know, Rashi wouldn't have had her stable business, you know. Mm. And, and then th- that takes a beating on on your own self because you you, you you question yourself that there are avenues from which you can make a lot more money, and 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 why go through so much of struggle all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people who just joined organizations who just simply turn you down saying, no, we don't want to keep this product. No, it's not selling as much. And we tell them, listen, if there are some products that you keep because the consumer needs it. And there are some products that you keep to, you know, to just to make the money. Like, a, for example, uh, a hand sanitizer would sell. I know it will sell. But here you're really doing service to to the consumer by telling her product that might that might actually go on to save her life as well. You know, yeah, because UTI yeah. is uh, fatal as an infection in, in many cases. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah. UTI, for listeners, urine, urinary tract infection you're talking about, right? Absolutely. I'm so, so sorry, yeah. No, no, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you deal with this every day. So, you know, it, sometimes <laughs> it's easy to yeah. assume that other people know as well. Let's yeah, all right. put this into context. Obviously, I want to talk about how this all came about and also why, and to what extent this is an issue, especially in India. I mean, you know, maybe people don't get why we need to have Peabody. But let's talk, I mean, obviously we talked about the marathon as an example, but these are one-off events, aren't they? On a, on a regular basis. Where, where did sort of the, the genesis of all this happen? Why did you, you know, what, what's, what's the problem that you're solving in India first? And let's also talk about where this came from. So first of all, India, especially so for female hygiene as well. I mean, this sort of folds into the whole conversation about a bit of a taboo as well, isn't it? So, What's the problem? So I'll answer the second question first. How did I get into this? Because that leads to how big the problem is. So I was going back to 2006. Uh, I came back from Australia where I did my master's. Before that, I was in Delhi. Uh, 2006 to 2010, I was into events. We used to organize small and large-scale uh, festivals, fashion shows, concerts, etc. At that time, uh, I mean, you know, like the great Steve Jobs said, it's only in hindsight that you can join the dots. I'm just putting the first dot. Maybe the first dot was I was in events and we used to organize concerts and one of the biggest issues was these portable toilets which were, I mean, you just couldn't keep them clean. Second was 11 to 14, like I said, was uh, handmade carpets for us. So, um, and during that time, we also had our first daughter. And I noticed that Rashi, my wife, whenever we would travel, she would just not use any common or public toilet. Now, even if you're flying the best of airline, you might be staying at the best of hotels, but you're just so paranoid mm. of catching any infection that you would not uh, use it. And if you go to a mall, you go to a movie theater, she would just do her business at home and then, you know, step out. I had seen that. And then my mother, so I think all the things happened with me only. <laughs> the third case was arthritis. So my mother had arthritis in her knees and she had stopped attending 
any marriages or funerals alike because she just couldn't stand in peace. So it was in 2013 mm. when we were on a road trip for friends. It's my favorite story. Uh, and I was fooling around saying God loves men more. See how he's built us because we were having our beer, we would drink water, whatever we wanted. And girls were not even having water because, you know, we were stopping at every second fuel station and the toilets were not clean. Mm. So at that time, my friend's wife suggested that, you know, no, it's not like that. She had seen someone use a makeshift bottle uh, in Europe to stand in pee. That thought is something that got me thinking, hey, well, this is required in this country all the more. And then when I came back and started doing some research, uh, some of these facts were startling. At events, you have, I mean, it is said that on an average, mm. a million women, uh, sorry, I think it's, it's 10 million, 10 million women fly out of Delhi airport alone every year. Mm. There were statistics saying that about 20 lakh, 20 lakh would be, that's a 2 million. 2 million women take the Delhi and the Bombay local trains every day. So if you look at these two statistics, what they show is that there are women traveling out. And when, if my wife is facing these issues, if my mom is facing these issues, so are they, you know, because the flight lose or the lose at the air, uh, at petrol pumps or when they, tra when they travel out, it's not clean. Arthritis, we got a figure saying that there are 9 million women uh, in India who have arthritis. Four in 10 women during pregnancy are going in for a cesarean baby. And we have 400 million women in yeah. this part of the world. Yeah. So there is this, the statistics were baffling. And uh, then I asked a few friends of mine saying, well, is this an issue? You know, do you, do you think it's an issue? And they said, well, we would give an arm and a leg if somebody can solve it. And I said, okay, I don't need arm and a leg. I'll just take some money, buy the product and I'll launch it. Mm, mm. So uh, uh, that led to the birth of Peabody. And then one thing led to realizing other issues like disposal of sanitary products is a challenge in our country. There were uh, issues around menstrual cramps where we were taking painkillers. There were no quality uh, products. There were no quality tampons available at that time. So, I mean, we went after all those issues and introduced them in this in our country. Hmm. And the problem is not really Indian, honestly, you know. Uh, maybe, yes, uh, at, at fuel stations, we can still do better than what we're doing. But if you look at cases like pregnancy and arthritis, there is a physical inability issue, right? So the problem that is very global. Uh, you could, the same, I mean, you're getting pregnant in Singapore, in Malaysia, in Hong Kong, in all, all parts of the world. And when you step out of the house, you just can't sit and stand often. Mm -hmm. If you have arthritis, you can't sit and stand often, you know. So that way the problem is quite global. When you go out to attend a concert, whether it's Coachella or it's Burning Man, man, you're not getting clean toilets anyway. So then uh, from that standpoint, the problem is pretty much global. I'm solving it for India for now and slowly and steadily scaling it to take on the world with all our products. Uh, okay. Like you said, you, the inspiration came from somebody peeing into a bottle right so yeah, yeah. it sounds to me like okay well it's just got to kind of be like a disposable bottle was it a lot That's more difficult right. than that or was it pretty straightforward to put the design yeah, absolutely. together uh, not really it was it was very difficult we had a friend who helped me uh design this as well i think we went through i don't know how many iterations we made we I, my wife had to soil so many clothes oh, okay. so uh, and we tried it on hundreds of other friends so it wasn't a, a very smooth ride um, but then once we got got hooked, once we froze this particular shape, post that it has been quite easy. Just a simple funnel. You stand, right. uh, you know, place it between the flow of your pee into it goes in the pot. So it's, it's just directing your urine from uh, your body to to the pot. 
All right. So now, now that you have this product and you, you, you're going out and you're talking to retail stores at the beginning, you know, what was it like? Here's a guy selling a female urination product. Um, essentially, you know, like you said, they don't have a category for this. Um, especially it's about, you know, it's about urination. Maybe people don't feel comfortable talking about it. And it's about women as well. What was it? What kind of reception did you get? Did you get a pushback because you were a guy or pushback because it was about urination or what? What was the reception like? It was a blend of both the things, you know, uh, uh, guy, first of all, definitely uh, with my sort of looks, I have a bald head. So going and talking to, so that takes all the brownie points away. I think so going and talking to uh, another man about an issue and most of the times I think at stores what we realized was the guy who was the purchasing guy was uh, an entry-level junior who was very used to processing a regular product uh, onboarding exercise but when it came to improvisation like we were we were all all out improvisation products somebody has to create a category within the category you know yeah, this is the challenge, isn't it? Because you don't have a category. You don't have a category. And then um, and all sorts of funny things have happened. Like, you know, I mean, once BBC was doing a story, I think I've shared this with you earlier. Uh, and um, so they did a story in our, uh, national lang- in our national language, of Hindi as a language. And they also did a story in English. So when the English story went out, I had so many compliments uh, from people saying, hey, you're doing a great job, uh, definitely much required product for the country, for the women here, and, uh, you know, it will make life simpler. And the Hindi BBC story, I had the, the fanciest of, uh, you know, these cuss words that I heard, <laughs> people swearing all over. Really? So, yeah, well, I got threats, dude. <laughs> yeah, so, let's talk about that. I know you're a very positive guy, Deep, but it's important to prepare people and how you deal with it as well. What, what sort of to what kind of level of trolling did you get in response to this? Well, really bad. Uh, people, it's, you know, these days it's so easy to find people on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, it was it was largely comments, and there were some really filthy comments. Uh, really? You know, they talk about your family in all bad light. They bring religion as a connotation, which I think I have no friggin' idea how this is related to religion in right. any, any way. They, they bring issues of empowerment, saying, you know, you should not be giving these sort of entitlements to women, you're entitlements. spoiling the country, etc. I'm telling you, there were some some really wow. fancy words, <laughs> so wow. I'll, I'll tell you offline. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, people do say it all the time, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. Were they directed at you? Oh, absolutely. Who else? Yes, yes. Oh, I'm okay. the face of the company. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's bizarre. All directed to me personally. Right. Right. I mean, that must be pretty tough, isn't it? Because I can understand if somebody says, oh, you know, I don't like talking about peeing. That's fine. I mean, I understand that, you know, like not exactly dinner table conversation in every household. That's fine. And, you know, (laughs) like if you talk, you know, you talk about those kind of things with teenagers and they sort of squirm and, you know, they don't like talking about those things. But, you know, why should somebody, you know, be so anti something or so hate, you know, be full of vitriol and hatred? It's bizarre, isn't it? But, you know, what do you think was going on? Why, Why do you think you cause that reaction in people? I think, uh, you know, because whenever you will swim against the tide, you will find some naysayers and they're there in everything that you do. Uh, I don't know whether they were frustrated with their own lives. I think uh, maybe some fanatics who 
have a certain set way of thinking. I'm yeah. sure they would have an opinion about, uh, you know, the sort of dresses women wear. They would have opinions about almost everything. So they had an opinion about this also. And this is way too radical, you know. So they said, well, now you'll see women being on the roads. And I said, no, my friend, the problem is, first of all, you should not be being on the roads. Right, right. <laughs> and second is, make the toilet for them and make them clean. That's yeah. the issue. The product might be a makeshift solution for now. For medical world, it is still something is which is more as an enabler uh, but if you don't give her a clean toilet it is about a basic facility it's a basic hygiene why don't you go and pee in a sewer you know so yeah. it, it's i don't know what it, what exactly it was but yeah there've been there've been many backlashes uh, like mm. that um were, were they um, were they predominantly men were they all men i mean would, would a woman ever criticize something like this not really women have always i think for me uh, again i'll put it on luck only we've had uh, women have always advised they have always in fact uh, pushed us in the right direction to say hey you know why don't you work on this aspect of it and how right. why don't you uh, you know help me with the disposal of it why don't you help me clean myself and all that has led to other products that we have today you know yeah. so we have a peabody travel hygiene kit which is sort of a solution which has this solution to eight problems that women face during travel mm. and all the products have been born out of this feedback so women for us have been uh the best uh consumer feedback uh yeah. forum for us yeah so, yeah but mostly I, I, men and now yeah yeah so go on well i mean i want to ask about that because it's really important isn't it because you you it's like who do you listen to obviously you have a bunch of idiots who have a problem with what you're doing and you know no matter okay. how how convincing you can be they they're always going to find a problem with it and you have women who actually benefit from this and it changes their lives improves their lives and saves their lives in some aspects right so yeah. uh, how do you actually get feedback from your women users uh, do you structure that or is it just sort of ad hoc feedback so that you get if you really look at the way uh, the world is uh, you know we are we sell on amazon in india we just now started selling on amazon in uk and us uh, there are a review mechanism that helps us a lot people reach out to us on our social media handles all the time on facebook on instagram and twitter and we take those feedbacks very seriously there are people who come on to the website and fill a form so whatever comes our way uh, is what we uh, listen to and i think uh, time to answer your question who should we listen to always the consumer and always that gut that says this will definitely fall in place like it has fallen in place for so many people in the world the key here is how you sort of stay positive i mean you're a very positive guy how you stay positive in the face of criticism because you know if you were to give up as a result of the trolls you know you, you, it, the world will lose right no i'll tell you so it's not that our customers have not given us critical feedback so that there's a difference between constructive criticism yeah. and destructive criticism i choose to look away from destructive criticism because even if i were to sell just you know shoes people would criticize me for that as well yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's there's some people who would criticize you irrespective of what you do always i mean they'll, they'll always have an opinion i don't know for whatever it's worth but they will always have an opinion and i believe it's important for us we're trying to against swim against the tide or even with the tide that you know you look at who you are betting your everyday mood on i mean your remote can't be in the hands of people who are just out there to destroy you uh, so you do one thing to please them they'll have some another thing you do second one to please them they'll have third fourth fifth sixth so exactly. i would rather please the guys who have constructive criticism is always welcome i'm always up for it 
So my customers, my stakeholders, our team members, constructive feedback, bring it on. But we don't believe in nipping anything in the bud just because it is your opinion. You don't need opinion as far as you can substantiate it with some merit, some facts. And as far as it is taking the organization forward, we are all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, I mean, it's really important, isn't it, as a founder to realize that you only have so much energy and, and how you invest that energy is really, it's a really Absolutely. important decision, isn't it? I mean, because I've seen founders engage critics, and I mean critics no. in the negative sense that you talk about, and get into a dialogue uh, with them. No, and that, well, that's it's so always a bad move. I mean, the constructive criticism, <laughs> yes. Like people say, Absolutely. oh, by the way, you know, how can you improve this? Or have you Absolutely. thought of, you, know? no, you always should be only looking at those. I think one of the, uh, I was listening to one of these TEDx videos and one of the leaders here, uh, I think he was a spiritual guy by the name of Dandapani and he coined a beautiful term. So the, the things, like I said, you know, I pick up good things that I listen every day. Yeah. So one good thing that I heard him say was that there are some energy vampires. Stay away from absolutely. them. Absolutely. There's some guys who vampires. are suckers. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm happy to connect you to him, though he's a great guy. I met yeah. him once in New York. I believe. I believe. Yeah. Totally. So I think for me, I just love that part where he said, well, they are energy vampires yeah. and you have finite amount of energy. And you, you focus on where do you want to spend it. And um, exactly. so I, I, I try to you know, look at uh, constructive criticism all the time. No problem. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's great advice. I mean, myself, I've, I've faced it as well because I put a lot of content out there. I mean, not to the kind of level that you experience, but I think if you put yourself out there, whether you're developing a product or pushing a message out there, people are going to push back. And Absolutely. You decide what you're going to do. And I found those energy vampires that you mentioned. And then <laughs> Mr. Nabani mentioned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just passing on his good work. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I found those people. And I just found actually it's do, do I respond to this person? No. You just block them. And that's no, what I do. So, no. right, Don't okay, even block. You're just out of my life. Anything. Exactly. Leave I'm saying, I, I wouldn't even block it. By blocking him, I'm just giving more importance to what he said. <laughs> I, I just leave Fueling them. the fire. Well, I mean, you've done, a, you've done a great job. And, you know, so I think it's such an important thing as well. I mean, you know, when you're, you're dealing with a product where people might not get it, it's to, it's to focus on your fans, the people who Absolutely. do get it. Do, do you have, I mean, you, do you have fans, people who say, hey, look, these are sort of advocates of Peabody who are not sort oh, of on your absolutely. payroll? Yeah. Uh, well, we don't have them on payrolls. Uh, we have nobody who does our PR. Uh, we have a lot of customers who've helped us open multiple doors. So this Fortune 40 under 40 thing that you said, uh, was one of the journalists who was earlier with another publication. She moved and she put forward all the work that we are trying to do with our set of unique products. Now, if you look at these products, they're not sold. The only product that has crossed a million units for us is Peabody Rest. All the products are about 50,000 units, 25,000 units, like the feminine pain relief patches, which is a herbal pain relief patch, has sold about 50,000 units. Now, this girl herself put forward a case study to Fortune, and some of the guys on the list are, are you know, like brilliant guys. So uh, for me, my, my such sort of people are the ones who are taking this forward, but none of them, uh, we, we don't have any paid uh, ambassadors per se. I don't feel the need for it, I'll yeah. be very honest with you. you know, if your product is serving the customers and the customer is happy, then sooner or later it will catch on. Yeah. So 
we have a lot of loyal customers so in one one such episode i'm just won't take much of your time but uh, this show was being done by ndtv in india on us and they asked us to bring few of our customers and i didn't even know most of my customers personally you know at that point so i still don't know all of them uh, i'm thankful to each and every one of them though but uh, this particular customer that reached out uh, his wife was a cancer survivor he's a, a retired army colonel i still remember that very clearly to my date in fact that interview opened this door as well that we can even try to go for oncology as a division you know for us to spread the awareness about the product and his wife came on the show and she said you know how her life has improved drastically because of peabody because now she can step out of the house mm. earlier she would always be wary of catching infections so and and since then uh you know this particular customer he keeps in touch he keeps telling us how many other people he's told uh, about the product so we are many such yeah uh you know angels sent by god to take care of us absolutely and you know that one of those conversations is worth yeah. 100 of all those idiots that you know are out there sucking your yeah. your energy isn't it i mean that that must make it all worthwhile and i know you have your 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 wall in your office that you talk about Those, yeah. those yeah. stories must really you know you you must wake up and think okay i can answer that question what the hell am i doing on this earth and you know why am i here and all those <laughs> those 400 conversations rejections that Absolutely. you had i don't know all of them rejections but you you've gone through a lot that must be a, like a good vindication Absolutely and like I said you know it comes in every day in some or the other form every day you'll get some good news and some bad news and that's a part of life irrespective of what you're doing uh, even if like I said you're just making ice creams I'm not saying there's anything easy in making ice creams but I'm saying whatever you're doing there'll be good things and there'll be bad things uh, for us we look at the positive things because that's the only thing that you can give to yourself that's the only thing that you can control rest nothing else you can control beyond a point what you can control is how you react or respond to a situation so i always tell my team members also that you have always two options either you react or you respond try to respond the minute you react things are not in your hand yeah absolutely you know as a as a founder of a business as well it's really important isn't it because yeah. controls one of the reasons why people start their own business isn't it and, you know so i mean just in sort of rounding up it's been fascinating following this journey with you deep where do you see it go from here because i know you've already mentioned you're on to amazon in the uk you've already started expanding globally yeah. what happens next Well we have other problems that we're trying to solve <laughs> like a self menstrual uh, cramps i don't like that our young girls are popping painkillers yeah. there are natural solutions available for this which are absolutely safe so we are trying to scale that and uh, opening more uh, doors taking it out to more people ensuring no lady has to ever wipe a unfriendly toilet seat and any other pregnant lady doesn't need to you know go through the turmoil in an unfriendly toilet so the journey it just started yeah i mean next time when we speak touchwood uh, maybe you would have done 10 million units so yeah yeah so we're getting for absolutely possible isn't it i mean it looks like you're you're going that way it it sounds like you've given yourself a big task as well like your big challenge absolutely. is that you know your 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 task is never going to be com- your work is never going to be complete by the sounds of it right it won't be but you sound quite happy with that you sound like you you're enjoying that challenge which is great absolutely. it's straight much- line scares me yeah. <laughs> <Up and down. laughs> oh fantastic i think you know and, and what sort of i mean obviously there's people listening from not just asia but outside of asia as well what what kind of people do you want to speak to because i think you know what kind of people would you like to reach out to you and you know they could be partners and so on is there any specific type of 
contact? Not really. I think uh, anybody who believes that they would want to do, you know, uh, take the road less traveled, uh, has, if you're distributing any of uh, cosmetic products, we'd love to partner. If you're selling anything on any of your local websites and think you would like to expand, we're happy to partner. If you know uh, that, you know, we can make a difference with our range of products, we're happy to partner. We're happy to partner with anybody. Like I said, we don't judge. There's no prerequisite criteria here. Anybody who wants to work with us, we want to work with them. Deep Bajaj, everybody. Been a real pleasure having you on the show. That's Deep Bajaj from Peabody. We'll put all the details on the show notes so you can go and check him out and reach out if you want to make contact with Deep. And Deep, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your journey with us. Thank you so much, Graham. It was a pure pleasure. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.